Welcome to Top Hole, the podcast about Eleanor M. Brent Dyer, the chalet school and anything vaguely connected. I'm Deborah Lofus and I'm a fan. The usual provisos apply with respect to pronunciation, spoilers and bonkersness. Please refer to episode zero. So our next head girl isn't Anne. Um, Louise Redmond is appointed. Right. So... And she's got a really tough job because she's following on from Joe yeah, for a start. No one and wants also to take the stage after it wasn't Joe. supposed to be her, it was supposed to be Anne. Mm. I think that puts her in a really difficult position, mm. actually. Um and she rises to the occasion. She does well. So she's her girl during Joe Returns, which of course is when Mamselle falls ill. Yeah. Um and they've got other staff ill as well, haven't they? Some Miss Miss Stewart, I think, is off with laryngitis at some point because Joey covers for her. Um, so, so that's not an easy term, mm. really. I mean, she's got Joe around to talk to if she needs to, but Joe's in the thick of her book and coaching Polly Harriet. Yeah. So kind of not around. And sort of covering teaching if needed yeah. when various staff are sick or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't think she's really that much. I mean, she'll be there, but she's not mm. that much mm. help. Um, and I, I can't, who else are prefects at that time? Anne Seymour. Right. Um, not Thora. Margia. So it's the so the first of the quintet with seven members. Yeah, uh, the oldest ones of those are right. on the prefects roster for that term. So it's not a really strong deck that she's working with either. Really. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, you know, because it's not all of them. No, um, and then they're prefects. You have to be prefecting over people who they were previously pally with. Mm, so that must be tricky. quite tricky to kind of navigate. Yeah. Um, I don't think we hear a lot about Louise's head girling in, in Joe Returns, simply because the focus is on Joe yeah. in that book. And then the next book, we miss a term, and then we get the new chalet school. So that's when St Scholastica's closes down and becomes combined with the chalet school. Mm. Um, and is that still Louise then? And Louise is still head girl then as well. Yeah. I mean, that must be really tricky as well, that integration. Mm. And, you know, it mm. it was didn't go smoothly. Yeah. So... And they get extra prefects because obviously the St. Scholastica's prefects become Shallow School prefects. Um, but they're very aware of the them and us divide yes. during that term. It isn't yeah. until the very end of the term, really, that that's resolved. So, so again, yeah, that is really difficult, isn't it? Mm, I think it's incredibly challenging. Um, I, there's a comment in one of the later books about um, a role of good heads, and Louise mm. is mentioned as one of the good heads. Oh, okay. Um, I, I can't remember who's having a conversation with who about it, but I'm sure she's mentioned as one of the mm. good heads, and she's quite. I was thinking of her as being quite sturdy. Mm. So I think she's quite solid. She's a yeah. solid. She certainly girl. does a good job because that's the one where the middles are, uh, have got a dramatic society on the roof. Right. And Louise is the one that they sort out the plans, make the arrangements so that they can have prefects in the middle's house to... Although, why the prefects weren't there in the first place? Well, park that. Yeah. Um, 
I think they bring in extra ones so they know they've got some St. Scholasticus prefects there as well. Yeah, some cover. Yeah, for when yeah. they're dealing with it. And it's and Louise has to handle that and deal with that. Mm. Um, and deal with the retribution afterwards. Yeah. When they have to perform their play <laughs> to the whole school. <laughs> that's brilliant. Even it's that's, not finished. Yes. That's so good. Yes. It's just such yes, a good that is thing. so good. So, yeah, I think that's probably her finest moment. Yes. Is uniting the school... Mm. and a new arrangement mm. or um, assimilating St. Scholastica's into mm. it. Hall mm. catches fire as well. Does it? Yes, it does. And Hilary Byrne plunges into it, I think, because Joe's book, newly published first book, yeah. has just arrived. So, you know, the first copy of it. And that's in the hall. I think it's Hilary that plunges in to save it. Louise is busy, you know, doing the fire brigade stuff, the firefighting, I think, at that point. But no, I think we'll give her dealing with the middles on the roof. Yeah. As her finest moment. Okay. Yeah. Hilary Byrne. Hmm. So we've had Gillian in the meantime, Gillian Linton, but we don't, unfortunately, get a book from EBD about her as head girl, which I think is a shame. Yeah, yeah. I quite like, I always quite like Gillian. Yeah, I liked Gillian as well. Um, so next head girl we meet is Hilary Byrne and that's in Exile so Exile is the book of two head girls <laughs> because there's a lot going on in Exile yeah it's a big book I mean I think Exile's probably my favourite book if I had to pick one yeah, I could no, only no. ever read one again that mm. would be the one I'd mm. pick because it is so good and so much happens in yes. it and it's just you know a lot of people go from being quite childlike mm. to being proper adults yes and a lot of people we've followed throughout like Mm. maria and joey and so on start Mm. it as basically still childish Mm. and end up being mature Mm. at the end of it so i think it is a real coming of age for so many people Mm. in it Mm. um and they deal with so much yeah in it it's just yeah yeah. so i think it's probably my favorite um and hillary has so much to deal with at the beginning of that well yes because there's the transfer of the whole school up to the son alp yeah over a weekend which is quite a big deal from suddenly to find themselves in a different location yeah and not where they've always been yeah and without much notice for the girls no no notice for the girls yeah pretty much i mean behind the scenes there's yes lots going on and they've already made Mm. you know arrangements and stuff but still that's pretty impressive yes yes i'm not sure i'd want to move house over a weekend (laughs) so moving a whole school seems a little bit i think they had help yeah, they yeah. must have had help. Yeah, and they wouldn't have had to move everything because they moved into a hotel, so there'd have been beds and things there. Yes, so there's uh, lots yeah. of stuff they didn't have to move. But That's you, true. yes, but still, still quite a big job. Um, and and so Hillary's got to deal with new prefecting arrangements in a new location, yeah. which I think's quite a big deal. And then the other thing is she's one of the leading lights behind the setting up of the Shelley School Peace League. Yeah. So and she is the one who's with Robin, isn't she? She's the one with and Robin when they try to hide it's not the paper. safe to hide it. Mm. So that is, I think that's her finest. That moment. is her finest moment. Getting pretty... Robin safely out of that cave and back down the Son Alp to do mm. Rosen. Um, yeah, and convincing her not to leave it there because it wouldn't be safe because yeah. it would be found. Yeah, and if you think of what would have happened to the people who'd signed it yes. if she hadn't done that. Yes, 
That's amazing. Yes. So well done, Hilary. Yeah. I wish we'd had more of her as head girl as well, actually. Mm. She was always one of my favourite characters. And we only get a like, little glimpse of her being head girl, but mm. she is really good. Yeah. But she does come back as a PT mistress, so that's good. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. Maria Moraney then is the head girl when the school re-establishes itself in Guernsey, later in exile. And we only have a term of her as head girl mm. um, because at the end of that term, the plane crashes on the beach. Yeah. And Maria is there, straight in there, mm. because they drag out one of the and the pilot, pilot or one of the crew and and they're trying to put out the fire with sand because there mm. might be valuable documents and papers and things in it and maria takes charge there mm. um and i think that would have to be her finest hour as head girl yeah because that's a really important yeah not just for the school but also for the you know for the country yeah for the war and um, for the war so. yeah um because we don't and it's overshadowed, isn't it, by her worries about her rel- yes, relatives? Yes, her father, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's an odd term as well because the school is much, much smaller. It's 52 yeah. at the start, which is tiny compared to what it was before. Mm. In a new location again, small, the forms are all really tiny. And there's quite a, a relatively big kindergarten in yes. a way that there wasn't before. Yes. You know, you've got kids coming in as day pupils so so it's a very different school Mm. to what they're used to um and you don't so there's not a lot about the sort of school organization you know in most of the books as i discovered when i was doing my prep (laughs) when you run your eye down the chapter titles there's a chapter called the prefects in conclave yeah prefects confer yeah prefects discuss the question yeah there's a chapter that gives you the prefects doing prefecty stuff yeah and talking about whatever issue is facing them in this book yeah and not so much when they first start up on guernsey well if you think that sort of 20 of them are in the kindergarten not much prefecting yeah. required because they're basically no, that's true. got teachers looking yeah, after them because they're true. a bit little yeah so then you haven't got that many that aren't prefects for them to mm. oversee mm. so it is a much less there's obviously less duties yeah. because there's less of them. There's less prefects because there's less mm, duties because mm, there's less mm. of them. So it, it's the just a much thing, smaller scale, yeah, isn't it? it's much smaller scale. So you're yeah. not going to have the same kind of scratching your head about who's going to do this or that mm. because it's all fairly straightforward because it's small. Yeah. Like um, about having, if you have more than 12 people around the table, it's very hard to make a decision. Yes. Um, And they would have, wouldn't have had 12 prefects. No, they'd had four, I think. So it's much easier to mm. manage all of yes, it. Yes, that's true. Um, and divvy it all up between you because there's not much choice mm. so you mm. get on with it mm. and also being in a war footing as well you kind mm. of you know they know it's close mm. um, and then it comes yeah, yeah. so it, and she's had to flee her homeland as well yeah yeah you know she's a refugee yeah i think she's probably got the hardest of all the head girls mm. although Geisler starting from nothing is hard it's mm. a very hopeful start yes which for maria she's coming with a cloud over what's happening with her dad um, you know, worries for the rest of her because she must have aunties and uncles and mm. stuff that are also left behind, mm. or you know, she doesn't know what's happened to them. Um, and coming, it's a bump from three hundred odd to thirty, you know, yeah, to whatever it was it? to fifty. But a lot of them had left before that because they could see what was coming. Mm. Like the, uh, Jem said it's like the Americans and whoever pulled their yeah. kids out early because they could see what was coming. Mm. So you know, they've they've gone down from a 
really big number to a small number. So that's less hopeful, isn't it? Yeah. So I think she really had the toughest... Yes, because she was trying to re-establish traditions under very different circumstances and difficult circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maria. And then she's really hurt in that whole, you know, by the flames. Yeah. Um, and by the shock of finding out about, about her father stuff. as well. Yeah. So, and she doesn't come back as head girl after that because she's in the sand and then she just, I mean, it's yeah. explained by Phil in Authors, well done. Yeah. But the next head girl we see is Cornelia. Right. Um, which just when you think of where Cornelia started, <laughs> yes, for yeah. her to end up as head girl, that's yeah. quite a trans. That's a journey. Yeah, that it? really is a, a real. Um... Yes. Yeah, bless yeah. her. So she again, we only get one term. We only see her as head girl for one term. Um, that term includes the removal to Plas Howell. Right. So again, Shannon goes on the move, and it's more fraught with. Well, no, when they left the TNSA, that was fraught with danger for those that had to escape from a se- via a secret passage and across the mountains. And, and all that. And yeah. all that, obviously. Whereas, But the actual school removal, as far as we understand, was relatively... Organised. Organised, yeah. yes, yes. It yeah. wasn't an escape in quite the same way. But this time, they've got to get across the channel and the channel's not a very safe place. Yes, yes. You know, so that is pretty stressful. Yeah. Really. And a lot of them could have gone somewhere else, but Cornelia can't. No. Like, she can't go home. She can't go across the Atlantic to get home to America or whatever. Mm. So, you know, she she couldn't do that even if she wanted to. Mm. So she, this is her whole life. Well, I think, I think Cornelia's had quite an itinerant upbringing because her father is on the continent a lot. That's how mm. she ends up at the Shannon School, I think. Mm. Um... Yeah, but it is just her and her father. Yeah, and that must be quite, mm. you know, tricky. Yeah. And when you're a bit older and you realise things, you're more yes. aware of things, you yes. more know what's going on in the world, I think that's quite... Mm. That must be quite tricky for her as an individual. Mm. Um, what else happens in that? Well, once they get to Plas Howell, um, they have... There's the air raid. Right. The first air raid. And they all have to go down into the cellars in their gardening kit. Right. Because I've never entirely understood that. I've got to be honest. I suppose it's warmer than your pyjamas, isn't it? Getting into your gardening kit. And it means you are actually clothed. So if you have to evacuate, you have got clothes on. Wouldn't your gardening kit be an overall over your pyjamas anyway? Well, not over your pyjamas. Not during the day. Oh, okay. No. No, I think they get changed into proper... Well, I don't know. And they also don't have sleeping bags and things. Mm. Although I'm not sure Eleanor knew what a sleeping bag was. Because in one of her books... Oh, which one was it? Heather leaves school. And Heather's father gets for Christmas a portable sleeping bag. Now, I had no idea there was any other sort. Right. Frankly. Okay. Because a sleeping bag is portable. Yeah, so um, my friend who goes fishing, he mm. has fishing chairs that are a sleeping bag attached to a chair. Right, okay. So you open the chair up and it's got like a head bit and mm-hmm. a feet bit. And Still portable though, is, isn't it? It is sort of, yes. Yes, like, yes, I just, you don't have unportable. Fixed yes, sleeping bags. Yes, fixed bag, sleeping bags. Popular fixed sleeping yes. bag. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah, maybe she just means detached from a, mm. a camp bed or whatever. Yeah, maybe. 
I'm being anyway, kind. I'm being very I think you kind. Are being to kind. Her. Anyway, so I don't know if they have sleeping bags when they're in that first air raid. But one of the things in that air raid is it pinpoint the split between Betty and Elizabeth to Cornelia's words mm. at that moment. So I think if we're going to pick a finest hour for Cornelia as her girl, finest moment, I think it would have to be that. Putting one of them on the right track. Yes, because then at least one of them is on the right track. Yeah. And then an Elizabeth doesn't even bigger, what well, we'll see in a minute, turnabout mm. um, than Cornelia herself did. Um, but Betty doesn't. Betty takes the wrong path and sticks to it, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah, as head girl, that probably is pretty defining moment mm. Mm. I'd go with that yeah okay so our next head girl I still don't believe this is right Mary Shand in Highland Twins so Mary was one of no, so there were two American girls called Mary in the Tyrol Mary right. Shaw and Mary Shand yeah one of them was a perky girl from I can't remember and the other one's a nervy child from Louisiana or I, can't, I think is what they were definitely two Marys mm-hmm Mary Shand, we don't hear a great deal about her in this book. Robin is also a prefect, but not apparently head girl. In the next, or later, Mary Shand appears as the library prefect. So something something weird clearly happened while she was head girl. And we haven't got a fill-in book to explain we haven't it for yet. yet. got a fill-in <laughs> book to explain that either. Um, she, at this point, is nearly 19, but she can't go back to the United States yeah. because crossing the Atlantic. Yeah. Um, so maybe she's just there to pass a bit of time. Yeah. And something comes up at Christmas that, oh no, that wouldn't explain why she's still at the school, but as the library prefect. You know, you could see why they might take her on to do work at the school, perhaps. Yeah, but not keep her as a prefect. Yes, a more junior prefect. That's don't very, know. That's very EBD, though. It isn't is it? very EBD, yeah. yes. Don't know what's going on there. Probably spilt some coffee on one of her class lists or something. Maybe, maybe. Or just forgot, didn't write down all the details. Um, so we only get that one term of Mary's head girl. And her big, well, the two big things that, that there's the whole burglar. So there's, there's the whole thing with the chart of RSA going on with the Highland twins yeah. kind of thing. And Betty ending up being treasonous over that chart. That's kind of a major plot. And that leads to Betty's expulsion. Um, As part of that plot, the school is burgled. And it's Mary and Robin, who both happen to have white dressing gowns. Yes. Who hear and chase the burglar, who thinks they're ghostly apparitions because they're wearing white dressing gowns. They look a bit ghostly. Um... And Mary, at one point, shouts in her best head girl tones, come back immediately or something like that. Mm. Um, So that's probably her big moment. Yeah. As head girl. She's not really involved. More folks, more is on Robin, I think. Because Mm. Robin's in the same... I mean, obviously, um, Flora and Fiona are staying with joey when they're not at school and of course robin's part of that household yeah so she well. knows so, more about them and yeah, yeah yeah we get more robin than we do anybody else mm. so i think I mean, that's all we can say about mary really okay um and then we get elizabeth arnett so again as character arcs go pretty impressive you would never have pinpoint yeah earmarked her as a potential head girl in her middle days yeah because she was particularly badly behaved yeah 
at St Scholastica's and didn't mend her ways particularly when she came to the Shallow School. Was it Betty thinks of things and Elizabeth does no, them? No, it's, th- it's Elizabeth thinks of things, things and Betty, Betty does, does them, them with frills on. Yeah. Yes. Um, so she's she was pretty... But here she is, head girl. So that's good. That in itself, I feel, is an that's achievement. That's quite an achievement, yes. yes. And also just for for them to have the faith in her that she can do it and she can yeah. lead and lead by example yeah. and not revert to yeah. naughty middle. Shame, though, because she's the same school year as Biddy. Biddy would have been a good head girl. Biddy would have been a good head girl. But also, I don't I don't know how much she would have coped with the pressure on mm. top of everything else because she didn't have the academic start everyone else did. So yes. she's possibly trying to focus on getting good enough grades to get yes. into teaching school or whatever. To university, she yeah. talks for yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's got a lot of that on her plate. Mm. And I think the teachers were very good at choosing people who were had the capacity for it. Yes. Not just the, the innate leadership skills yes. or the um, disposition that you'd want from a head girl, mm. but also who it wasn't going to ruin their life doing yeah. it. You know? yeah. And for Biddy, I think having had to catch up so much academically, mm. having not been educated correctly mm. or under the usual systems for so long. Mm. I think she probably had a, a bit of a harder time maybe academically yeah. than the others. So that might be yeah, why maybe. they chose not decided not to choose her. But also for Elizabeth, it's reinforcing that you've done well, you've mm. settled down, we can see you've tried to be a better mm. person. We want you to convert that into mm. giving something back to the school. Well, and Elizabeth was clearly a leader. Yeah. She just wasn't leading people in the right direction. For better or worse, she was a good leader. Yes, she was a good leader. Inspiring leader, maybe. Yes, And so, so to have, yeah. Yeah. I think that's That's probably right. Her her finest moment is probably being appointed head girl. Um, There are two new sixth formers when she is head girl, Jazanne and Lois. Now, we don't hear a lot about them in the Shallow School books, but there is a whole book about them, The Lost Staircase. Right. Um, and Jazanne is actually a, an heiress, right. originally from New Zealand. And Lois is her best friend, who is her... Is he her uncle, solicitor's daughter? I can't remember. It's a fabulous book, Lost Staircase. It is really, really good. Um, and Jazanne ends up as her girl. Yes, she does. Flicking through the next card, <laughs> check. Um, so, But that's quite difficult, I think, for the girls, when you get to sixth form age, to get two new girls mm. into your midst because you've come up the school together, you all know each other, and then suddenly pff, two new girls, different dynamic. Mm. I think that's potentially tricky. Um, and then Elizabeth is head girl during the chaos of Miss Bub's reign. Right. And that was one of the, t- the school's toughest terms, I yeah. think, to have their four... You know, four key mistresses out of action. Yeah. And a total stranger in charge and doing things very differently. Yes. Yes. Very, very, very differently. differently. <laughs> very badly. Yeah. Yeah. She just didn't understand. Yeah. And she did make a good point to Madge, which was that when you come to a place and you think things aren't being run, being run very well, mm-hmm. it's natural to want to make, to make the changes as quickly as possible. And yeah. I can understand that. I mean, I think she's wrong, but... yeah. I can understand that point of view. Um, but, but yes, yeah, so that was hard because normal rules didn't apply. Yeah. And where you'd, uh, you, you wouldn't, you didn't want to be delegated authority from no. that person, you know? <laughs> so how do you balance that up with being diplomatic and mm. making sure that everybody's still doing as they're told? Yeah. When 
you don't necessarily agree with it and yes. you don't want to be a representative of that person. Mm. That must mm. have been really tricky. Mm. Um, I suspect Miss Bubb didn't, though, delegate authority to brief No, because she treated them quite badly. Yeah, in the same she? way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she thought they were assuming that they had powers they didn't have mm. because she hadn't delegated that authority. So yes. that's quite difficult for prefects to be... In an honour system, the prefects are quite respected. Mm. To be told, well, you're just another pupil yes. is actually quite it's demeaning. Yes. So you're having to deal with that as well, but still be expected to look after prep and mm. everything mm. else. Mm. Do all the hard work, but not get any of the kind of yeah. recognition for it. That must... that must, And I think for Elizabeth, who's um, had been rebellious at best in mm. her earlier years, it must have been quite hard to take. Yes, I think, I think so. so. Maybe not referring to type is her <laughs> finest moment. No, I think her <laughs> finest moment is dealing with Lavender after... Um, so Lavender, when she hears about the Peace League, it's mentioned in Assembly, and she wants to say something like, that's really unpatriotic. Says we're saying we'll be decent to the Germans, that's really unpatriotic. And Bride, like, puts her hand over her mouth and stops her saying that out loud mm. in a public place. Mm. And actually saves her from a lot of trouble. But Lavender doesn't see it that way. Mm. She's very upset with Bride for treating her roughly mm. and being so rude and unladylike. And and it, when Elizabeth is talking to Lavender, saying, well, you've been invited round to um, Mrs Maynard's for tea. Who are you going to take with you? I suppose it'll be Bride. Mm. Says, I'm not taking Bride. She's rude and unladylike. Um, she might her conduct might disgrace me or something like that. And mm. Elizabeth says, "Well, Mrs. Maynard's our aunt, so I think she knows." What probably be fine. right. Probably be right. But but Elizabeth tries to explain and smooth things over, and she mm. is quite good with the juniors, I think. Yeah. So I think I think I'd give her that as her finest head girl okay. moment. Yeah, I think that was quite a good bit. It didn't make a huge difference to Lavender at that point, but I think the words might have come back to her. Yeah. Later, yeah. she might have understood better. I think probably handling like the school under Miss Bub for me would probably be a well, hardest moment because yes. it was so challenging and yeah. having all those key people you could go to for advice. Yes, just not available. Just not available to yeah. you. And then isn't there a thing where they said you shouldn't worry Joey or whatever? No, it's Madge point? that must like, be Madge worried must because be worried. Josette's had that dreadful accident. Right. Joey's in the school. Yeah. Um and they get Miss Wilson back reasonably quickly. But still, I but think still. that is a that's a really tough term and yeah. a really tough time to be head girl. Mm. So I'd probably give her that, I think. But okay. I think you're right, uh, handling lavender with grace and and tact. patience and tact yes. is shows how far she's come as a character. Yeah. So they're both kind of Yeah. Both me- have merit. So, still plenty more head girls to come, as we haven't even made it to St Briarville's yet. Now, some of you may have spotted that I referred to Louise as Louise Redmond, when surely she is Louise Redfield. And it seems that EBD herself wasn't entirely sure of Louise's surname. She used both in Eustacia, for a start. So I'm going to give myself a free pass on that one. I am honoured to have had the privilege of perpetrating an EBDism in conversation with Wendy. You have been listening to Top Hole, written and researched by Deborah Lofus with Wendy Norford, music and production by Kit Lofus. You can contact us at topholepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook. Top Hole is a Lofus Towers production. <laughs>